0: second chapter of the book of Ayikra uh, deals with the cereal offering the mincha and the uh, torah uh, tells us about different kinds of offerings that can be brought uh, in the uh, in the mishkan the mincha unlike chapter 1 which deals with the burnt offering the olah the burnt offering is brought from essentially domesticated animals, and the Torah describes the procedure of the sacrifice. The focus in the Torah in animal sacrifices, there are two foci. One is the throwing of the blood on the altar. That's very important. And in the rabbinic literature, I would say that's the primary focus of the service. Then there's another element to the service, which is the burning of parts parts of pretty much all of the animal, in the case of the burnt offering, uh, on the altar. On the altar, sometimes parts of it are burnt outside the camp. But essentially, the focus is on the blood and on the certain parts of the animal that are brought, the chilev, the dam and the chilev. Those are the central uh, elements of the ola, of the burnt offering. And in fact, the central elements of all animal offerings. When it comes to the mincha, the cereal offering, there is no blood, obviously, and there are no fats of the animal. So that itself is a great uh, surprise to us, that this too, this kind of sacrifice, can be brought as well. One could suggest that the mincha is there precisely because some people can't afford to bring animal sacrifices. The Animal sacrifices, in fact, the eating of meat in general, is clearly in the Torah. It's not something you do every day. Uh, It's unusual, and it's expensive. So the Torah allows for a person who can't afford to bring an animal sacrifice, who wishes to volunteer to bring a sacrifice, because the beginning of Vayikra begins with voluntary offerings. And here, too, you can bring the offering. And in fact, it is interesting that on more than one occasion, the Torah refers to the mincha, as Kodesh Kodoshim, the Holy of Holies. So the Torah is interested in giving the Mincha the same status as the burnt offering. The truth of the matter is that the term Mincha, gift, let's call it a gift, uh, appears in the Torah in the context of the very first sacrifice. The first sacrifice in the Torah we are told of is chapter 4 of Genesis, and that's the story of Cain and Hevel, Cain and Abel. And the Torah said in chapter 4 that after at the end of days, that Cain and Hevel brought offerings to God. Uh, Actually, the one who brings the first offering, the one who seems to initiate it is Cain, in chapter 4. The verses in chapter 4, verse number 3 vahemi katesu mem vaiove kein mit adama mincha r'ashem. mikatesa yemin at the end of at the end of the days at the end of a certain season kein brought from the fruit of the earth an offering to god a mincha for havel gev gamu also brought mi begerot sono o michael vaihen from the uh choices of the first of his flock God turned towards was more uh, accepting of Hevel and his offering but God did not turn towards Cain and Cain's offering and of course we know that Cain saw this as a rejection And he became very angry. He became both angry and distressed. Dangerous combination. We know what happens next. That's the story of Cain and Abel, and Cain murders his brother Hevel. What's interesting is that the Torah refers to both of these uh, offerings as mincha. Cain brought me prio adama mincha rashem, and Hevel also brought. God turned towards Hevo and his Mincha. So here the offering, the two offerings. The first is from the fruit of the earth. We would call that a mincha. Uh, and the second offering from the is the best of the animals, we would call that a mincha. We would call that a karbon, but the Torah refers to it as a mincha. Why did God favor the offering of Hevel over the offering of Cain? Cain was the initiator of the sacrifice, first sacrifice of the Torah, but he didn't bring the best. He brought from the fruit of the earth. He didn't acknowledge, one might say fully, that the earth is the Lord's. He didn't acknowledge fully that without God he has nothing. And after all, he, he's, he's a tiller of the soil. He's no Veda Adama. So perhaps he's thinking, we don't know, but perhaps he's thinking he does all the work, so if he does all the work, it should be his. Yes, God is also helpful. I'll give God some of the, some of the fruit, but not the best. Hevel, on the other hand, is the shepherd, and he's essentially guarding or watching the animals. He's under no illusions that he created the animals. So Hevel brought from the best, the first and the best. Um, the word chelveh is a very important word in the sacrificial system, as we will see. God turned towards Hevel and not towards Kayin. In other words, the point of the sacrifice of the Mincha, one might say, is part of a definition of what is my relationship vis-à-vis the divine. Hevel has one conception, Kayin has a different conception. Vayisha Hashem, God turns toward, God favored, Hevel. But what's interesting is, here we have the Mincha. And it will see that the Mincha, the idea of the Mincha is to bring something that represents who you are. I bring of myself. So in the case of Hevel, he's a shepherd. Cain is a shepherd. So he brought from, excuse me, Cain is a a, a a tiller of the soil. So he brings from the, from the soil, because that's who he is. And Hevel, on the other hand, is a shepherd, the watcher of the flock, so he brings from the flock. So the mincha then is, it's about bringing to God uh, something that represents yourself. It's not the same as the first chapter. In the first chapter, the sacrificial order, it's about bringing myself in the sense of chelo dam, the blood, in the words of the Torah, ha nefesh, the blood is me. It's about bringing my life to God. But God is willing, instead of accepting me, God accepts a substitute or a proxy for myself. But the dam, the blood, life, belongs to God. Not only human life, but animal life as well, as we will see later in the book of Ayikra. In the case of mincha, it's not bringing my life to God, but it's bringing who I am, how I function in the world to God. That's the idea of the mincha. That's the first time we have a mincha. The mincha has a second function as well in the book of uh, Genesis, and that is on two different occasions... We have somebody sending someone else a gift, a mincha. That is in the case of Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov returning from uh, the house of Lavan, concerned about Esav's enmity towards Yaakov. Yaakov having taken the blessing 20 years earlier, Yaakov having bought the birthright under questionable circumstances 20 years earlier. He tries to placate Esav and he sends him gifts. He sends him animals but they are referred to in the Torah as a mincha. So the mincha doesn't have to be flower or fruit. The mincha there is a gift, and the mincha is a, in that particular case, a gesture of friendship. It's a gesture of friendship preliminary, hopefully, to a full reconciliation. And the same thing is true later in the Torah, where Jacob once again sends a mincha, this time to his son Joseph. He doesn't know it's Joseph. He thinks of him as the man in Egypt, perhaps the viceroy in Egypt, who has taken Shimon, his son, hostage, and demanded that Benjamin be sent down to uh, redeem his, uh, his brother Shimon. Jacob has great misgivings. Judah heroically takes responsibility. And Jacob, in agreeing to send Benjamin back to Egypt, says to his children, take a mincha. Take an offering, take a gift, an attempt to appease, to a gesture of friendship, a hope of uh, reconciliation, to free his uh, his child, his captive child. So the mincha is functioning in those two instances as an attempt to uh, to undo perhaps certain kinds of. Uh, negative uh, connections, negative uh, relationships that have been formed. Each time it's Jacob, interesting, who sends the mincha. So the mincha serves actually as, in those instances, as a gift. And it's interesting in the second instance that what Jacob sends to Joseph, he says, take a mincha, and he describes a uh, Things that, spices, herbs, uh, things that grow in the land, that which represents the land, the best of who who, who we are, of who we are. So it's similar in the first case. It's who I am. I offer you the best of what I can bring. Send the mincha to Joseph, chapter 43 of Genesis, representation of what I do, of who I am, in that instance, and perhaps in all instances, as a gesture of friendship.